Wings Up, a podcast about FAMU athletics, is here to talk about FAMU in a positive light, what's going on, and always keep you abreast as to the most up-to-date events related to FAMU athletics, whether it's football, basketball, tennis, or even FAMU golf. We're going to talk about it. We're going to bring it up to the light. We're going to share it so that you can brag and tell all your other friends in the swag that FAMU is the greatest school on this side of heaven. I'm Keith Hadley, and I am a graduate of Florida University, and I also run the FAMU Fifth Quarter on Twitter. Like the Twitter page, follow it, and make sure you share it with your friends so that they can keep up to date as to how great FAMU is, so that if they're not a Rattler, they can know their kids need to be. Greetings and salutations, y'all. Another episode of Fangs Up. It's like I just left you a day ago, uh, which would be because we kind of did. We we did this yesterday. We did the instant reaction to the uh, well to the game. Honestly, like y'all haven't noticed right at the game, right at the halftime, we did instant reactions just to kind of be like, hey, what's going on? What are we seeing? What are we not seeing? And whatnot. But before we get started, if you missed the Black Techies were on yesterday. They go twice a month. The first two weeks of the of the uh, first two Saturdays of the month, they normally get it cracking. And great show yesterday. He talked about a little bit of stuff for the blurred universe, meaning blurred for black nerds. Uh, I do fit into that category. Also, big shout out to HBCU Digital Network, the Mothership. This is home and Cable Busters title sponsor. You can get for thirty five dollars. You can get live TV, live sports on up to three devices. Awesome deal, if I do say so myself. So I am sitting here watching the uh, Ravens game as I go along. So, uh, but that being stated, FAMU basketball, yeah, I know the football game was last night, but basketball is where we're going to start. The men's and women's teams are back practicing. And if you missed it on YouTube, there are links, and I'll give credit to ONG Strike Zone. They did give out the links for the coach's videos, Coach Pillow's video is a shorter of the two. Hers is about nine minutes. Coach McCullum, uh, his video is about maybe 20. Uh, and they, they ask some really good questions. They talk about kind of the the future as, as far as what they're seeing for the team and what they're trying to do this year. And I myself, I think that's something that we all kind of need to see. We all need to hear. We, we, we need to know about just because if you're coming out, like I am, or not coming out, coming out is the wrong term. If you're returning to family basketball as a fan, as I am, you're going to be kind of looking and asking the question of, especially men's basketball, what what is life like after MJ? Uh, MJ Randolph was the team leader. He led the team in points, normally was up there in assist, and he was kind of a volume shooter. He, he wasn't a great, he wasn't great from range, but he, he was efficient. Like he could a decent mid-range game and you lose that i mean mj was good for 20 to 30 points a night and he literally he was really the catalyst for the resurgence of family basketball i mean without mj on the team yeah you know kind of what were you getting out there because i mean you had meringue he was good you had some of the other guys johnny brown but keith littles yeah we had a solid team last year but quite a few of those guys have left either 
via the transfer portal or just because of graduation. And some saying, I'm going to try pro ball. So be interested to see. And then with women's basketball, the question is, what's life going to be like this year at all? I mean, we had three wins last year. It was terrible. Um, and it was a bad product to watch, but it wasn't because the coaches weren't trying. It was because injuries and the such, they just took a toll on the team. It made it so that it really wasn't a program that was going to be successful or do anything, honestly. I mean, I could be nice about it, or I could tell you the truth. And the truth is always better than a lie. Uh, as far as family bowling, the Rattler Classic, I didn't get to see who won and who didn't win. I didn't see all the results up there, but I did post the video. There is a video where you can actually watch the bowling teams take on each other. As far as FAMU, I believe I saw Tulane. I know I saw Grambling in there as well, but you can see them. And it's a game that you can watch. It's on the YouTube page. It's also on the FQ FAMU Twitter page. I shared it there. And if you want to, it's a four-hour video, so you can watch it. But I, I was not about to watch no four hours of video today. Not on Sunday when, you know, Sunday looked better than Saturday. Uh, we also had the volleyball. Now, volleyball, I was keeping tabs on that. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I was literally working on the show notes because I kind of work on my head, but then I kind of – some you have to wait on. And with the volleyball game, it was literally just waiting on to see how we did. And we lost the first round today. Now, we swept Grambling 3-0, and the team is in – we are in Huntsville right now, Huntsville, Birmingham. But the team's playing Alabama this week and swept Grambling. Great feeling, needed that. Grambling on their side last year was a pretty good team, but as you know, they new coach, pretty new team in a lot of places. We honestly got their best player on our team. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, sucks for them, but not a Grambling fan. <laughs> it's like, sorry if you are, but – you see all this orange and green, FAMU. Um, you know, blessings to you, though. But, yeah, FAMU defeated Grambling, swept them. Now, Arkansas Pine Bluff, Pine Bluff won the first match. FAMU was down one to nothing, and the second match was looking a little meh, 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 a little shaky for a second. Um, but FAMU goes ahead and we take care of Pine Bluff. We defeat them three matches to one, staying undefeated in the SWAC, knock on wood. So that we make sure we knock on wood because I didn't knock on wood after somebody said that uh, about Musa and then Musa threw two picks. So, um, but that is most of it as far as the non-football sports. Cross country is still kind of doing their thing. I didn't, it was kind of hard to find their results too. I I try to not just depend on the family website. I do look at the other sites and it's like you can watch this video for three hours. I'm like, no, nah, nah. we ain't got that kind of time. So, but. Before we uh, go too far away from what's going to bring y'all here, FAMU football. FAMU football was on and popping last night, and it was a tale of two halves. Uh, FAMU defeated South Carolina State 20-17. If you want more in-depth detail, go watch the instant reaction. I, I'm, I'm not going to kill my, my my base by going over all those notes for back-to-back days. Check out the instant reaction. It's on both the uh, digital methods as far as youtube if you haven't already please like and subscribe but it's also on anchor spotify all the different methods and the places where the podcast is at but musa money man musa was he was off a little bit he was off a little bit and it wasn't all his fault i I do i do feel like we probably overutilized our shotgun 
formation. We definitely threw the ball more than we ought to. I mean, he threw the ball almost 40 times. Musa went 17 for 38. His passing completion, his passing completion percentage, woof, was 44%. Not good. That gave us average of seven yards per catch, and his QBR was 64.145. I did use a online uh doodad to be able to find this qbr and i saved it because i'm gonna use that in the future meaning it ain't really good i mean 64 is pretty bad but it's not all his fault i mean some of that is because he does throw two interceptions that does bring your qbr down but the two interceptions he also throws two touchdowns so that kind of they kind of wash each other out to a certain degree but us just throwing the ball so much definitely had an effect on that is my just my personal opinion we definitely utilize again overutilize the shotgun i wanted to see more more of some maybe the pistol or something that would let our running backs run downhill especially with big backs like that i felt like they could really punish that south carolina state defensive line because we got two big backs we also saw our kind of lightning back come back so that was good to see but we definitely threw the ball probably a little too much. Uh, and in that in that vein, though, Xavier Smith, five receptions, 102 yards, and a touchdown. So Xavier Smith's on a touchdown streak. I think his touchdown streak goes all the way to the Albany State game. I want to say the only game he didn't score in was the Orange Blossom Classic. Could be wrong, but I'm fairly confident in that statement and in that opinion. But – I may have to, I'll go back and try to check the stats that uh, Josh sends, sends us. Uh, shout out to Josh Padilla, our FAMU SID. He's great. He's amazing. And so, again, it was a win. The big takeaways, I didn't like how much we ran the ball. Um, or not, I didn't like how much we ran the shotgun and how much we didn't run the ball from formations that I personally feel are a little more advantageous for us in our offense. That's just me and my my look, my my opinion, and me and my two cents. Uh, we got the tight ends the ball kind of early, though. I, I like that. I want to see more of the tight ends because I feel like our tight ends have pretty good size. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm about five eight. I lie and tell you five nine on a good day, but I'm about five feet eight inches, and they don't tower above me. But if I had to cover them, it would be a problem. I mean, I could still jump a little bit, but I ain't gonna lie. I helped somebody move yesterday. And I am sore as heck. Like. My body is sore. I didn't even go to church today. Like it was like, yeah, I was hobbling. My wife looking at me. I'm like, yo, yeah, I'm sore. But yeah, and at their age, I mean, I would have competed. I'd have got mossed, but I'd have competed. Um, yeah, I, I think our tight ends by season's end could really be something special. Uh, too many missed passes, though. Uh, again, Moose's completion percentage was 44%. And all of that's not because the passes were dropped. Some of the passes were just poorly thrown. And some of that goes back to the offensive line play. Just South Carolina State's got a really good defensive line in comparison to a very youthful and inexperienced offensive line that we have. Again, I I, I felt like we probably threw the ball a little too much. But the penalty disparity, oh, man. I Y'all notice I didn't talk about them refs early, but I'm going to talk about them now. Trash garbage like malo muy malo oh man i was just like that caca that they gave us in that football game was malo like i was like what the heck are you doing like some of the calls were egregious just 
it didn't make sense for us to not be able to get some of those calls. So, mm, mm. saving that for later. Uh, but the run game was not effective, and Coach Simmons said that himself, and I pointed that out as well. And uh, Musa didn't always take what he was given. I felt like once we got ahead and got a lead, we did probably get a little conservative, but then late in the game, I don't know, man. I just – I wasn't really feeling it. And, uh, again, as I mentioned to you last night, for anybody who did watch the game, if you're re-watching it, stop watching it after halftime. Like, don't don't put yourself through that level of frustration. It's a Sunday. You don't need to repent again for cursing. Uh, at least I don't. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> that game was not it. So, yeah, second half. Fam, you still haven't put together a whole 60 minutes of football. And hopefully by the – honestly, by the Grambling game, we need to because Grambling's growing. They're becoming a better football team. We'll talk about that on Thursday, 8 o'clock. Fangs Up Podcast, HBCU Digital Network. But right now, we can't put together 60 minutes to save our lives. Like, it, that first 30 minutes that we put together seemed like it parried or paired with the last 30 minutes from the Mississippi Valley State game. If you count that, that's 60 minutes. But otherwise, nah, bro. Wasn't it, man? Wasn't it? But we do have a player of the game. And this is long overdue. Cable Busters, player of the game. As much as it normally is the X-Men, and Chris Fadul took it from him last week. But this week, Isaiah Major. Isaiah Major has been the man. For several weeks, if you are not paying any attention to FAMU's defense, this this is the guy. He's the dude that you're gonna that really jumps off the field almost more than Isaiah Land at times, just because. Well, Isaiah Land's a defensive end, Major's a linebacker, and Major Major's just in a lot more plays as far as making tackles. It's not saying Isaiah Land's not in the plays. It's just saying that Isaiah Land's on the defensive line. So for him to get all the way from where the quarterback is to make a tackle back where the, you know, after a long pass or something is somewhat unrealistic. Like, I mean, that that's a long way. You're asking a dude to sometimes run 40 yards downfield where major he's in the middle. That dude is everywhere. Him. And I told you zero and 27 are my favorite players. And it's for a reason. They're always making tackles. Like Cyrus Fagan and Isaiah major are always making plays like those two have been my favorite players. I'm just for this year. I'm riding with Cyrus Fagan last year. Savian Williams was my favorite. And if you did not catch, and I'm going to get back to um, Isaiah, but we get our top. If you did not catch it, Savian did get an invite to the XFL uh, tryouts. Congratulations, Savian Williams. Very proud of you, man. Much love. Uh, But Isaiah Major, Cable Busters player of the game. He had five tackles that were solo, eight assists for a total of 13 tackles. Again, the dude is everywhere. Like, he's everywhere. And it's it's just crazy to be able to see that this guy is literally coming here and he's been running around like his hair is on fire all season. Really great for us to see. And I, I for one, I'm excited for it. And I'm glad for it. So uh, we're going to go inside the den. And y'all know, man, this episode's moving a little quick, partially because we did the instant reaction and for those who, you know, listen to the pod, you know, listen to the pod via Spotify or one of those. I gave you a little extra. But uh, we're going to go inside the den real quick. And I'm going to encourage you to stay out of the mess. Stay out of the swag mess. You may have noticed on the FQ Family Twitter page, as well as the 
Fangs Up Podcast Twitter page. I have not commented on any of that foolishness going on between Prairie View and Southern. Um, well, I did comment on the uh, Prime and Eddie Robinson handshake, but all I said is this is what makes rivalries. I didn't take a point on either side, but I'm going to encourage you to stay out of that just because uh, <laughs> with Dion's comment, who is swack? Well, I, I mean, I'm in the swack, but I ain't swack. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm here, but I just got here. So I, I'm not here long enough to establish residency in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. <laughs> I, I, I've been to some of your stadiums and some of your universities and some of your uh, venues and campuses, but I haven't been here long enough to say I'm an officially a SWAC guy. Um, I still, I'm more familiar with MEAC football teams, but I've always been more familiar with SWAC campuses. I've been to Mississippi Valley. I've been to Alabama State. I've been to Southern. Um, that's all the SWAC schools outside of FAMU and Cookman. Sorry. See, I forgot Cookman that quick. Uh, I've been to all those campuses. So almost half the SWAC. That's okay. All right. All right. Yeah, get a couple more schools on the list. Uh, but Prime and the Robinson handshake, I think that's what that's what rivalries are made of. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I kind of I kind of I like the little bit of fire between the two coaches and two schools. Like I, I like a little bit of animosity in, in my football games, you know, so that next year it's gonna be a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of talking to going on. Um, so I, you know, but overall, because we're not really the swack and we just got here. But we are still in the process of – y'all already know what I'm saying, right? We're waiting on AD. So, um, FAMU is waiting on an athletic director. And, ooh, Lamar Jackson just got sacked. Um, and now I will say – there is some tea out here in these here streets, though. Um irresponsible reckless gossip related to famu's athletic director search and y'all know i when i say irrespect irresponsible and reckless i'm telling you something that is factless and baseless that i've only seen on the interwebs but uh the t as of like about 30 minutes ago is that tiffany don sykes the dartmouth executive senior associate athletic director for varsity sports is the person that we are highly looking at her she's a uh, she is a graduate her alma maters are either way virginia state and gramley state university and this was reported by the rattler nation blog amplified and she's been at dartmouth for three years so again a little bit of irresponsible reckless unfounded unsupported undocumented tea to give you but hey if i'm if i'm gonna be honest with you it's better than that BS we got now, which is nothing. Uh, respect to our interim athletic director because he actually brought back the golf coach, which the interim athletic director is also the person who hired our baseball coach, our current baseball coach, the last time he was the interim director. That's crazy. So our interim athletic director has probably hired almost half the athletic staff. That's crazy. But, yeah, man, y'all, it's it's that's the irresponsible – that I have you again Tiffany Don Sykes supposedly is the person in place and I'm telling you now Larry 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 we need you to have an athletic director for homecoming because I'm telling you now you get that many invested people in that football stadium and uh this ain't tea in their cup 
Man, you go out there screaming like some dark clouds, thunder and lightning you want to. I promise you, I keep warning you, bruh. Them boobers going to be out there, buddy. So I'm just saying, y'all, I would forewarn you. Don't be out there talking about the Rattlers. I'll get you an old, old video of Humphreys and let him go up there and do that and I'll fall off the field. But I would take my rump up there on homecoming, especially when some of these folks have paid $1,000 for hotels. Wouldn't be me, but short, short Sunday, y'all. Short Sunday. Hopefully, you get back to watching the game. Hopefully, Lamar Jackson pulls it out for the culture. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to cut it off here, y'all, because we did the instant reaction. If you want a longer, detailed talk about the South Carolina State game, check out yesterday's instant reaction. It is on Spotify, Apple, Google, all of your podcasts, Pod Attic, all of those things. It's there. And uh, I went into detail about what was going on yesterday. But tonight, we're going to kind of keep it short so I don't kill my audience. But to also give y'all a chance to get ready for tomorrow morning. You know, tomorrow's Monday. Y'all rattlers are walking high and walking tall. A lot of y'all are Bucks and Cowboy fans. And the Bucks and the Cowboys won today, even though the Seminoles looked like garbage yesterday. I can forgive that because FAMU and uh, the Bucks and the Cowboys won. So I'm doing good. I'm doing great, and I'm happy because the Rattlers won. Again, we'll be back Thursday, 8 o'clock. We're going to talk about the Grambling game. We're traveling up to the hole. If you're in Tallahassee, it's up and west for us, and hopefully they fly out there, but we're going to take the ride out there, and I will be doing the instant reaction at halftime. I canceled my trip to go to Jacksonville because, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't. I don't trust these Central Florida streets still with this after this hurricane. So that being stated, we will do a halftime and post-game instant reaction on Saturday. And we're going to do it, definitely do our Fangs Up podcast show. As always, thank you to HBCU Digital Network. My fellow co-conspirators on HBCU Digital Network, the Black Techies, give them a check out, give them a shout out, go research and follow them. And lastly, our title sponsor, Cable Busters. For the low, low price of $35, you can get live sports and live television on three devices. Always, y'all, as always, going to be fangs up. And the next time you will see me on campus will probably be homecoming as well as the Southern game. So I'll be on the field. If you see a brother, throw a wave, throw a handshake. Well, I, I normally do fist bumps. But throw a wave, say something, say hi. And be prepared. Post for a picture. Post for a picture. We, we might put you up there on the uh, FQ family Twitter page as well as the Fangs Up Twitter page as well and the Facebook pages. Also, check your Facebook messages. We will be sending out some more of those recruiting notifications. So follow us, follow us, follow us. As always, y'all, it will be Fangs Up.